0: Hi, I'm Michael Radigan. Uh, this is Three Cheers for Goaltender Interference. I'm with my co-host, Kat Silverman. You can follow me at Mikey Rads. You can follow Kat at Cat M Silverman. You can follow the podcast at Three Cheers for Goal One. That's the number three and the number one. Uh you can follow us on or and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, and SoundCloud. And you can follow our producer, Maxwell Spar at Maxwell Spar. Kat, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty good. Uh it's been kind of a kind of a messy week personally. My daughter had her first uh her first official tantrum.
0: Um nice.
1: Yeah, she uh I wouldn't let her throw my phone, um, and so she turned a juice box upside down and dumped it on the floor of my car, like yeah. squeezed it and everything. Um,
0: Let's go.
1: She's she's clearly been listening to too much uh too much punk music, uh because she's she's rebelling against she's uh fighting
0: She's fighting the man.
1: She is. She's fighting the man, and by fighting the man, it's fighting the mom. Um,
0: oh, ugh.
1: But that's okay. Um because at least it's not happening during draft week or free agency week she's she's officially losing her mind during kind of the kind of the slow period it's been a uh, things are kind of slowing down here for for almost everything i'd say in terms of sports and
0: yeah
1: hockey in particular
0: hockey the i think you saw, you've seen signings, free agent signings slow down a little bit. There are teams that still, there, I think a lot of teams still have to figure out what they're going to do salary cap wise. So I think we're going to still see some salary moving around, maybe with trades. Uh, and, you know, you still have RFAs getting signed and things like that, but it has slowed down a considerable amount. Uh, you know, basketball has been done for a while, NBA has been done for a while, We baseball is there. We have uh the World Series started last night, so that's gonna end soon and then the only thing left we really have between now and probably December to late to early january uh is the n f l and college football so yeah thing, things have slowed down as we as the weather at least on the East Coast and everywhere else, not where you are cat uh gets colder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> way to make me sad thanks yeah. uh uh-huh. Yeah, there's still a couple of a uh, couple of UFAs floating around in hockey that uh, some good ones. I'm kind of surprised are still on the market. Um, but like you said, there's there's so much with cap situations going on right now. There's uh, Mike Hoffman is kind of to me the biggest name that's still left on the market. But there are guys like uh, I believe Alex Galchenyuk might still be on the market. Anthony Duclair is still on the market representing himself, which is kind of fun to you know peek in on here and there. Um, but yeah, I think uh for the most part things have started to slow down. Teams signed the ones that they could uh they could afford to. Um and now they're they're kinda running out of cap space for the most part and looking to see what's gonna not just what's gonna be done with uh with their rosters that they already have signed, but uh kind of see where things are gonna go with the year with a flat cap. Um I know that overseas the leagues are underway um Sweden has hockey right now Finland has hockey Germany uh the KHL yep things have been kind of up and down over there um I know that the EIHL England um their top tier hockey league is not playing this season at all um a couple lower tier teams in certain leagues have opted not to play this year um a couple teams have had weird quarantine situations um I know that Finland's had some teams that have had to quarantine. The KHL's had some teams that have had large numbers of their their players have to quarantine. Um, there have been some postponed games. Uh, so that's kind of laying a blueprint, I think, for, for what's going to happen this year. And I think that's kind of causing some of the uncertainty with signing free agents. Um, there are some guys who... On teams are currently playing over in Europe right now. Just uh, they're being loaned over there. Uh, I know the Arizona Coyotes just made their first European loan for the year. Um, Other than the fact that they have guys like Victor Soderstrom, you know, these, uh, these prospects who already played in Europe, they loaned Barrett Hayton. Um, He was their fifth overall pick in 2018. They loaned him to Ilves. Uh, It's uh, one of the Liga teams. It has another one of their prospects. Matias Macelli is a, He already plays over there. He's finished. So Barrett Hayden's going to be able to play with a future teammate. Um, And part of that's because we're seeing uh, the minor leagues haven't even here in North America, don't have the official go ahead yet. We don't really have a bunch of information on the AHL. Um, The ECHL, I think, gave their tentative start date. I think it's December 11th, December 16th, something like that for a 72 game season. And two teams have already opted out. One of them voluntarily decided before everything uh, that they weren't going to play this year. Um, they were going to cease operations for a season and then return. Um, and then another team, I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but one of the teams, when they announced the start of the season, um, decided to opt out of the year as well for, for precautionary reasons. Um so, there're gonna be fewer spots in north america uh on at the minor league level there's gonna be less money going around with the flat cap um it's it's funky it's there's not a lot going on with signings, but there's also not a lot going on with uh in terms of certainty and information
0: yeah as term yeah i mean minor the minor leagues it's it's a tough situation I know with the a h l they've kind of talked about maybe like the canadian a h l teams uh having their Excuse me, the Canadian NHL teams having their AHL teams play up in Canada, maybe um, that's kind of been discussed. Cause you know, you have, you still have the whole situation with the U S Canadian border and who can, you know, go in and out. And obviously because of, and quarantining and all, all that, those complications um, in terms of free agents still. Yeah. And like, like you mentioned, Mike Hoffman, uh, he's probably the biggest one still out there. He's a guy's a bonafide 30 goal scorer. I wouldn't be surprised if, You see most of the guys out there right now take one-year deals and try their luck next year in an open, uh, open market. Just take what they can get right now for a year and then kind of kick the can down the road to next year. Kind of like what, uh, Teller Hall did. Um, and in terms of, like you said, like the ECHL, hopefully, uh, you know, yeah, a couple teams drop out, but hopefully they're able to do a full season without any, without a hitch, uh, and we we've had the canadian junior teams start too right junior leagues start or begin to start
1: so it's it's super funky up there right now um i know that you said college hockey is about to start um that's the case with the whl uh, the yeah. western hockey league is about to start and by about two i think it starts uh, at the beginning of december um the QMJHL officially started um, and things aren't going super well. Um some of their teams have been able to play all of their games. Some of them, uh the Moncton Wildcats, uh have had to postpone. They may end up having to, you know, just completely wipe those games from the schedule. Uh they had to, you know, cease play for a little bit because the area that they play in um had become a COVID hotspot. It had moved from I think it was like level yellow to level orange um, in terms of the the spread rate. And so they had to they had to stop playing their games. Um, I believe one of the divisions has had to halt its play as well within the QMJHL. So, yep. looking at that, um, the OHL is still very much up in the air because obviously Ontario has some of the more heavily populated cities um, and most of those Ontario League teams play in the same like in the greater Toronto area and in the surrounding towns and cities that are that are very close to Toronto um, which has had a little bit more uncontained spread in terms of COVID so they've been talking about how they can safely start their season without it being in a bubble because apparently there's there's not a lot of interest in having the players in a bubble for the for the full season. So they were talking about completely contactless hockey. Um, I know with our interviewee today, we're uh we're going to talk a little bit about how contactless hockey is is kind of different for some of these players. Um, I don't I don't know if that would work at the OHL level. Um,
0: Honestly, as our, I, I don't think <laughs> it can work, I don't think it can work at any level. But
1: I I kind of agree with you there as as we as we'll hear from our interviewee um, even even women's hockey which is a no check sport um is not a contactless sport it still has contact so you're expecting to completely remove contact yeah, from I mean, any hockey i think
0: it's like it's it's suppo- yeah it's you're always going to be bumping someone off the puck like it, it just happens it it happens and it, it it is what it is like it's you can never be non contacts. It's just that, that's not how the sport works. And that's not, I'm not talking about, you know, taking two strides and then elbowing someone in the head, you know what I mean? But like, you know, bumping someone in, off the puck in the corner or something, you know, it's, that's always going to be there. And it, I think it would be impossible to try to enforce not doing that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, yeah.
1: It doesn't, it's not even just unrealistic in terms of, I think, the feasibility, but in terms of, and not that looking to the NHL and looking to you know their their careers should be the only reason that we make certain decisions, but yeah. for the players who are going to get drafted they're they're gonna have to completely rework their game because yeah, you can you can technically play completely contactless hockey. most of us call it street hockey um, <laughs> but you know you can you can technically play like that, but it's a completely different game. Yeah. In terms of looking at prospect evaluation and looking at the strengths and weaknesses of certain players, there, it's it's going to be hard. It's I don't know how they'll Wait, how say, they'll be able to evaluate it.
0: What, what league is thinking about it besides the women's league that you mentioned? What Canadian league?
1: the the OHL the Ontario so, Hockey
0: League okay um, which which is probably like a lot of players come out of that league right like a lot yeah, of quite expensive. a few <laughs> like, I think it, that's the biggest one right it's usually the OHL um, yeah it's uh so I, I yeah, that's just not pot. how would you ever be able to evaluate determine if a kid is ready for the AHL or the NHL and the AHL I feel like is more like it still kind of has that like old school mentality. There's like a there's there's more goons in the AHL now than there are in the NHL, right? Like, I think there you see more like rowdiness in the AHL than you do in the NHL. And then, so, like, how do you determine? But there's still obviously there's still that NHL is still contact and like, how would you ever determine if a kid who gets drafted into the OHL and is a top prospect, but he's not playing contact hockey, how would you ever determine if he's ready to play in professional hockey? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's looking at not even just the, you know, whether you can keep somebody off the puck, you know, that's, yeah. that's one of the, that's one of the biggest issues, but also looking at the spatial awareness. Cause like, just looking at you know the Arizona Coyotes, one of their one of their biggest players right now, not size wise but skill wise is Connor Garland. Um, he was incredible in junior hockey in the QMJHL, um, but his play away from the puck had some minor weaknesses in right. the OH or in the Q- QMJHL. And then when you put him at the pro hockey level, his game away from the puck, his spatial awareness sucked yeah he took two years to get his game developed to a level where his spatial awareness with the type of contact you have in NHL hockey with the speed with the the heavy play that a lot of guys have just getting it to where it needed to be so that he could still hold his own and when there's no contact your your spatial positioning is just so different and I think it would make some very good players look bad. I think it would make some – not not very bad players because anyone who's playing in the OHL is is a quality hockey player. I think yeah. it would make some players who maybe don't have that spatial awareness down pat, it would maybe make some of them look a little bit better. Um, and it, just, it would like, maybe give some of them a false sense of security in how yeah. they play. It would reinforce some bad habits for them.
0: Yeah, I just it... – uh, I yeah I just don't like that idea. Um, and then just circling back to when these leaks start, start up of all these leagues, it's rumored that the NHL is hoping for a January first ish start. Um, I know the non-playoff teams that didn't play in the bubble, they're going to be able to start their training camps earlier than everyone else. Uh, that recently was that recently came out, so they're hoping for a January first start. I'm hoping for that too. I think, uh, you know, I I wish the league would start right now, but (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't feel right that we're in October and, you know, uh, it's not that we're missing the start of the NHL season, which is kind of crummy, but I think they start er, very early January. It's what they're hoping. And then I guess it would be like a 60 game season with a lot of condensed games. And I, I know we talked about that before, but I think that's the nature of the reality, uh, reality of the beast right now. And, um, yeah, and I, I think they'll have to do some kind of realignment uh, in terms of just for the year, like baseball kind of have to do, where you only play te- like East Coast teams, only play East Coast teams, you know, uh, and things like that. The Canadian teams only play the Canadian teams. That's also been rumored. What do you think about that? I think
1: that's probably going to be what ultimately has to happen. Um, yeah. I'm kind of fine with it. Um, it's a exactly. little... Yeah, It's not like it's something completely out of like it's not like it's something that hockey doesn't do because you look at the AHL. That's how the AHL operates all the time. And yeah. not just from a safety perspective. I think it's going to be good for the same reason that it's good in the AHL, because it's a money saver it's, it, sure. in terms of keeping you regional and in terms of you you can play some of those series. Right. You can play. The two like I know series. Yeah. I know that I think it's like the Coyotes and or not the Coyotes, sorry, the Tucson Roadrunners, the AHL team and the Colorado Eagles. So the AHL team for the Avalanche played each other like thirteen times one year. Yeah. And they played it those games in bunches of two and three, where they would like they'd stay in Phoenix for or in Tucson for a weekend, play two or three games, then go up to Colorado and play two or three games. So, yeah. And that's Just from a just from a money saving perspective and from a transportation perspective, it's I think it's going to help, especially if I mean, looking at the numbers with COVID right now, um, people don't want to wear masks. They don't want to listen. They they don't seem to be fully understanding the difference between you can have a small group together that is consistently together and socially distant and oh i can go to this small group and then this small group and then this small group and it's no and they don't seem to see that that's no different from getting together all as one giant group so there's been yeah. some spread there's been some rising cases everywhere but new york which seems to have it under control
0: um, um i mean we're we're doing okay we've had some hot spots um it's funny i where i in queens we've had some hot spots in brooklyn and now where i am in queens but where I usually go during the pandemic. I bought a pair of rollerblades just because, like, I I saw men's league is not happening, and I don't know when it will start back up in New York City. But, um, the where I go and play in the outdoor rink, uh, for, just like go by myself and shoot, like, shoot around is in a hot spot now. So now I can't go, like, I'm, I'm kind of scared to go and just go skate outside because it's you know the numbers have gone up a lot. But New York as a whole, the state as a whole, the city has been doing progress it's still among the lowest around the states but yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough fall and winter i think right Safety yeah side. it's, it's,
1: it's going to be which is a reminder for for all of our all of our listeners um if your health permits it make sure to get your flu shot um if your health permits it and your insurance makes it financially feasible right like yeah. find find a way to get your flu shot not because it will prevent covid but because it'll just help in terms of you're less likely to get a severe case of the flu if you get one at all. It, it yeah. diminishes your risk of contracting a very serious flu strain. If anything, you'll get a mild case of it, which just helps keep your immune system higher. And that's that's our goal for this winter. Everybody yeah. stay safe, stay healthy,
0: Yeah. make I sure your
1: immune system's good.
0: <laughs> once, hopefully, we get through the fall and winter, and then, you know, by late spring, early summer, we'll be starting to come out of the other side with this, with therapeutics and the vaccines and things like that. And maybe, maybe we'll be able to have watch live hockey in person.
1: That so would, would be awesome. That'd That's, be great.
0: That's what I'm being hopeful for. It's, so just get through this fall and winter is going to stink, but get through the other side and hopefully we'll, there'll be enough, enough advancements where we can, you know, start to enjoy the things uh, we used to enjoy. I miss going to con- con- like shows so much. I will never take that for granted ever again.
1: I miss going to bars. And I never oh, thought I'd say that. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge drinker. Um, I drink yeah, maybe me, two me or three either. times a year. But liar. Oh, <laughs> Mikey. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: no, that's another thing. I'll never, like, I miss just going to a bar and sitting down and having some beers and watching a hockey game. Or, like, the Yankee. Like, I, I miss all of that. So, hopefully we'll be able to do that later this spring and summer and that that would be nice um all right shifting gears you want to tell everyone about our guest today
1: yeah absolutely um i as as some of you know um go to breckenridge in the summer uh for the global goaltending retreat it's a it's an initiative put on by the goalie guild um justin goldman and it's basically a week where 40 or 50 goalies, goalie coaches, uh, scouts, writers get together and get to be goalies for a week. So it's like it's extremely weird. Um, But it's a really good way to uh, to diversify the goaltending industry. Talk about what needs to be done better. Talk about uh, just sort of share some coaching tips. Help collaborate a little bit, hear from players as to what's going right, what what can be improved upon. A lot of talk about mental health uh, and erasing mental health stigmas. Um, and this past summer, not summer of 2020, it was unfortunately canceled, but 2019, uh, Justin Goldman made sure to have multiple members of women's the women's hockey scene come. He had a uh, Nicole Hensley, who's a member of the pro. The Women's Pro Hockey Players Association. Um, Nora Roddy, who is also a member of that, uh, they're both Olympians. Um, Nora plays for Finland. Nicole won a gold medal with the U.S. Um, And then he also had multiple NWHL players, um, Amanda Levier, uh, Kelsey Newman, and Allie Morse. And it was super fun getting to meet all of them and getting to hang out and sort sort of try and show up with a with our skills and and learn some new drills and stuff like that and uh so we have one of them coming on we have Allie Morse she is officially our first uh our first professional athlete who has agreed to take the time to to talk to us and I'm super excited about that
0: yeah she was awesome it was it was uh it was really cool of her to come on take her time and come on um yeah it's uh good stuff so we'll come back and you can listen to that interview.
2: This is a public service announcement. This is only a test.
1: Alright, this week we're we're super excited. We have a we have a guest that I'm I'm extremely excited to have her on. I met her in Breckinridge, Colorado, where we got to be weird and fun and and goalies for for a week um nwhl minnesota whitecaps goaltender and former providence friar Allie morse is joining us this week Allie, how are you today i'm just fine and dandy now that it's stopped freaking snowing how was that was going to be my follow-up question is how's the weather i know that that sounds super boring but uh Um, it's been
2: really boring in Minnesota you know I mean it we I'm not kidding you I'm literally not exaggerating we got eight inches of snow yesterday
1: Stop. it was 96 degrees here
2: (laughs) (laughs) again you wanted to move up here Kat you are more than welcome to come visit our lovely eight inches in October
1: I did I I begged you at like I think it was like one o'clock in the morning. I started like coasting on, on your Facebook while asking if I could move in with you because you had snow and it was a hundred degrees here, but but moving, moving away from the snow, uh, super exciting. You, you re-signed with the Whitecaps. This will be your, your third year with them, correct? Technically, yes. (laughs) Technically, yes. I love that. Uh, for for our listeners Allie was with the the White Caps when they were an independent team so when they were not a part of the NWHL got to play against a lot of collegiate teams um Allie I know you said before we started recording that you you got to play against some teams that you didn't get to in college which was pretty fun um and then now they're obviously a part of the NWHL they were one of the teams that got added on um and this will now be your your second season with them correct as a part of the the roster with the NWHL team, right? Yes. Yep. So, how how's the roster looking for next year? How how excited are you?
2: <laughs> um, it's we've got a, a a actually decent amount of fresh faces this year. Um, I don't, I think we've only technically signed half of the team, or at least you know what, like two thirds of the team, but uh. Based on who I've been seeing uh, at practice, I'm pretty excited to see how this year goes.
1: Now I am so looking at the at the roster right now. Looks like you guys officially, as a of elite prospect, have have ten players signed and then two goalies. Uh, that would be you and uh, and Amanda um, Amanda LeVier. That's that's how we pronounce it. Correct. Yes. LeVier. Yeah. So you guys were the goaltending tandem last year. Um, she was stupid good. You were also very good. She was. <laughs> She was probably one of the most baffling goaltenders I've ever gotten to watch. Uh, you've you've known her for a while, right? Um, I'm trying to think. I uh, like five years, probably. What's it like getting to play with her? Because she is so small. <laughs> like when I met her, she comes up to like my ear, but she makes herself look like there's there's never any space for shooters to shoot, and it's. Well, what's it like getting to play with her? Because you have a very different style from her. What's what's that like?
2: We have very different styles of play. And it's, you know, Lev and I coach a lot together. So, like, we talk about these things all the time, actually. Um, but I just, I, I always laugh at her because she'll literally be, like, sitting on her butt. And you'll watch her feet, like, scoot her around when the puck's going behind the net. And she'll still make this stupid, amazing save. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, uh, but like, she'll come up to me at practice and she'll go, Hey, I did that thing that you did. It worked really well. Like, it's funny. Cause I don't, our styles are so different, but between us watching each other, we'll pick up like random things. But like I said, it's, I just, I give her crap all the time because I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you do what you do. It just, <laughs> it never looks right, but it's always like amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Every time I watch her, I feel like my jaw's just down the entire time because I have no idea. Like I said, she's she's so small and she manages to get wherever she needs to. And I don't know if she if she levitates. Um, uh, is, that, is that a uh, thing kind of that funny. she does? <laughs> She probably does levitate. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, But obviously, off the ice, you guys are a lot of fun, too. Um, How did you guys. Start the picture taking, because I think you guys are probably my favorite athletes on social media. Uh, there are a lot of really <laughs> funny athletes on social media. And you two, you two kind of take the cake um, with the, the Dunkin Donuts and like the way that you did your signing last year when you, uh, <laughs> you like made oh, a sale, dropped your gloves, signed the contract and got back into net. Like, where, where did you guys come up with that stuff? <laughs>
2: Well, I can actually take zero credit for any of it because it started when Lev was in Buffalo with Kelsey and Brianne McLaughlin and they had their whole McLevman thing. So I can't, I don't know how it started, but then in Colorado, Kelsey and Lev were there obviously as well. And they looked at me and they go, this is happening. You're doing it with us. And I was like, Oh, so you hadn't done that with
1: them? hadn't done that with them before Colorado
2: no that was my first time
1: oh wow I thought that so we you got were... a
2: picture with freaking Ben
1: Scrivens so we'll talk about throwing the... me to the wolves dunking my head right in here you go you, you guys had the pictures with Scrivens and you guys took pictures like didn't you take pictures with the train too wasn't there like a train like a boxcar uh, sitting in the snow that you guys I don't took think
2: we of? ever did that because we had our gear on at the hotel and the train was at the rink so we never went outside in our gear there. So no train picture, just with just with a beautiful view and Ben Scribbins. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's synonymous.
2: <laughs> I also have a video of Lev scootering in her gear there and falling. I think I have a video of her falling.
1: <laughs> I think I've I think I've seen that video. She's, Probably. she's scootering in full gear. And I, I just remember my heart hurt for the <laughs> gear because I was worried she was going to ruin it. Well, it was like snowing
2: slash raining. So it was, I was also afraid for the gear. <laughs> I mean, so you're on uh, TikTok now. Uh, you jumped on that Fleetwood Mac meme. Oh, Mikey, you're so quiet right now. Um, yes, our team is doing a TikTok Tuesday. So keep your eyes out on Tuesdays. I have zero idea how to operate TikTok. You should have seen them trying to convince me, like, just go do it. Just push the button. Just, Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was my first little go around with TikTok. And I, I actually knew what that TikTok was. So when Sam was like, hey, who wants to do this TikTok? I was like, ooh, yes, me. And I will get
1: Duncan and it will be great. <laughs> what was that, Mikey? You're, you're super quiet right now.
0: Can you hear me? Oh yeah. We can hear you
1: perfectly now. Welcome back.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I said, now you're going to be a big hit with the teens.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. I, 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 I have not even downloaded the app. I don't, I, this is what makes me feel old now. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it.
1: (laughs) I don't understand TikTok. Some of the kids I, I work with, um, use it all the time. And I, like you, I, I don't know how to work it. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um but yeah,
0: no idea. I'm like scared of the kids on TikTok. Like as a 30 oh. year old, like I'm pretty sure they would bully me really bad. So oh, they're
1: so, so much cooler than we were when we were kids. Like they're, like there's they're so much cool. cooler than we
0: were. Yeah, I just I think they would just like have no problem owning me. Like just <laughs> roasting me. So,
1: so Looking ahead to uh to next season, we talked a little bit about the the roster, how how you guys have some fresh faces there. Um who would be remiss not to not to talk a little bit about there was there was a big in the NWHL. Um Danny Ryland is now in a new role. Um I believe you, you said it's overseeing the teams that are that are owned by the the league, correct? they They're under league ownership, not on, not under private ownership.
2: Correct. So I think she has like a board or a group. I'm, I should be more technical on this. I should have studied up on it. But, um, so her and I think a group are in charge or a board of the four non privately owned teams. So everybody except for Toronto and Boston. And then, uh, Ty, I can't say her last name very well. Tumini, I think that might be as easy as it is. Um, is now our commissioner, and she has a lot of leadership experience. It sounds like with minor league baseball. So I'm excited to see where she takes it.
1: That's that's really cool that they brought someone in from a from minor league baseball. I know before we before we started, you you kind of alluded to the the parallel between running. Minor league baseball teams and for for our listeners who don't watch baseball, very similar to the some of the lower league uh hockey teams as well, not necessarily the AHL teams, a lot of those are owned by the NHL teams, but the ECHL teams. A lot of those are uh, they're they're operated on a different level. So you you said it's similar to running a, a women's hockey league. There there's a lot of parallels there. And uh do you think that that having her on board, seeing that there's been so much in in minor league baseball trying to get things to move forward for those guys. Does that does that put like does that instill you with some confidence that things are are on their way up for you guys? I know they've it seems like they've grown exponentially over just the last two years. I feel like there's constantly a new sponsor initiative for the NWHL and we're seeing more and more in the mainstream where we're seeing you guys being retweeted and being shared and Especially like with Twitch last year, do you think that having her on board just helps keep that momentum going during what's kind of been a tricky year?
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of all times to kind of restructure how our league is working, because I think the way our league is, because there was like a full restructuring kind of of how the league is operating now, where we operate more like the NHL and the NFL and those leagues, I think. Um, so I think kind of restructuring that, I mean, when everything is (laughs) a crapshoot right now, anyway, and we're already growing so much, like you said, I think what better time to really dive deep into, you know, that really nice growth. I don't know, (laughs) but I think it'll be really exciting.
1: (laughs) It's now... You talk. You you mentioned that that growth that's already been happening um, in the restructuring. Kind of, uh, there is a new team this year, um, which is which is super exciting. Uh, obviously, the the CWHL shuttered a couple of years ago, and we lost uh, those Canadian markets, and we're officially getting getting a Canadian market back by having the Toronto team added. Do you guys have any any teammates that? That are excited just to see women's hockey reaching back out into Canada and being being able to really give those Canadian fans a chance to go to some of the games, assuming we're able to go to games next year,
2: <laughs> right period um, yeah, I mean. Everybody knows how important that step was getting back into Canada. And I guess I say back, like you said, the CWHL was there. Our league hadn't been there yet. But, um, I mean, just it's already, I mean, it's not easy to get visas and stuff worked out to have people from Toronto move to Buffalo or wherever to have to play. Um, so that in and of itself will make everything a lot easier because Toronto. I think now is 100% Canadian, their roster. Um, That's
1: that's a really good point. I completely, and I I feel bad that I forgot about that, but I know that there have been players in the NWHL who who had trouble with that, and especially with with women's hockey ebbing and flowing the way that it has with all these changes, that that visa situation has been almost a roadblock for certain players. Um, So having that Canadian team, I forgot that that that's a really good that's a really good reason for it to be there too. Give them yeah, I don't an opportunity know. to play. Obviously,
2: right I am just some dumb American. I don't have to deal with visas, but um, I I think that makes it a lot easier because they don't have to cross the border unless it's for a game. Right. We don't, right. We don't know how this year, how this year is going to look because crossing the border is not easy. But
1: yeah, that's a. Obviously, we we don't know how next season's going to look for you guys. Uh, we should be finding that out soonish, right? Hopefully, moving think, forward, we should have something before Christmas, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think they're working really hard to make sure we know by then. Obviously, I'm per- we're practicing with the intention of our games starting up sometime in January, so. It's a lot of, a lot of skill work right now.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Have you, are you guys allowed to, to practice right now? Are you able to get ice time and stuff like that?
2: Yep. So Minnesota's rules, I mean, we've, by we, I mean, rinks, people have been skating since June. Like Lev and I got to do goalie stuff. It was very strict in June. Like we had to do, Pods and whatever, but now, as long as you know we're following c d c guidelines, we can practice our full team can
1: be on the ice that's awesome has that that's got to be a almost like a like an outlet right having having that opportunity to get together and and practice together, even if practices do look a little bit different, and even if guidelines are are making things a little stricter, just being able to be around the team. Yeah, With everything absolutely. going the way that it has.
2: It's a lot of normalcy, at least, for that, however much time we're at the rink, we get a little bit of, all right, this is what we were doing last year. We might have masks on and not be able to be very close to each other, but, you know, we all get to be here. We all get to chat still, and, you know, it gives us some normalcy in a world of not much normalcy. Right. <laughs> so-
0: it's it's been a while since you've played like in-game action right and you're probably and like you said like we've discussed you probably won't games won't start up until January hopefully have yep. you found it difficult staying sharp just practicing and like obviously there's different uh, regulations when you're practicing now because of you know wanting to be safe and social distance have you found it difficult to stay sharp and be like game game shape ready or how, how has that been
2: uh you know game shape ready <laughs> you just kind of get thrown to the wolves at some point but right. um uh Lev and I have been doing like goalie sessions cuz it's usually just her and I and our coach um we've been doing goalie stuff for the last couple of months actually so as far as like that we kind of were able to it kind of worked out nicely we were able to get our like kind of feet back under us before we got tossed back into skills practices which you know skills practices for goalies sometimes just (laughs) turn into target practice but right (laughs) (laughs) but uh we were able to at least kind of get our fundamental stuff back under us before team practices started so that was really nice
1: now obviously like you said people have to be a little more socially distant um we've been seeing some of the leagues um I know the the OHL is the one that really has has been spotlighted the most is trying to figure out how the players are going to stay safe on the ice. And so they're wanting to go to full no contact, um, which is something that women's hockey technically already has but doesn't right like it's a yep. no tax sport it is not a no-contact sport I'm right? just
2: picturing like somebody trying to run Winnie over in front of the net and her throwing them down or somebody trying to step up on Steph Anderson and her just I just
1: always picture the Lamoureux <laughs> twins uh, <laughs> yeah. whenever I hear someone say that there's no contact in women's hockey I'm like what have you been watching
2: <laughs> no, I don't I don't know what anybody's watching when they say that honestly like uh yeah <laughs>
1: So so with that in mind obviously if there is this this emphasis on no contact altogether to keep people safe goalies technically don't have quite as much contact during during most games uh, compared to players do you think that that's going to make it a little easier for goalies to stay sort of at the level and and the style and the technique that they were last year and years prior compared to skaters like they're they're having to practice differently from how they normally do whereas goalies are really able to kind of keep doing their thing do you think that's that's going to make a difference
2: yeah actually Lev and I have joked about this at practice before we're like well you know because you know if anybody gets gets COVID or I think well I think it's only if they get COVID um then we have to I can't remember the difference between quarantining and isolating, but we're supposed to <laughs>
1: we have to be the, alone. <laughs> the,
2: the positive person has to isolate or something. And Lev and I were like, Well, you and I are already pretty isolated on the ice, so I don't think I don't think we'll get anything. Right. So we've already joked that goalie's are already off in our own little world. Nobody's really around us. So I think we'll be we'll be able to pretty much live our lives per usual as far as being on the ice goes.
1: Now, looking ahead to next season, um, you guys came within one game of winning it all last year. Yep. (laughs) Think think you guys are going to repeat next year?
2: I think we've got a pretty darn good chance. I don't think any of us have a very good taste in our mouths from being, you know, Twelve hours from flying out to Boston for that game, but uh yeah, I think we're all pretty hungry to get back at it and keep busy here.
1: Well, I want to officially say that I'm cheering for one team, but it would be pretty cool to see you guys find yourselves back in that same position again next year um last thing we uh we ask most of our guests, we occasionally forget um, because Mikey <laughs> and I have holes in our brain, but um, <laughs> we yeah. always ask, looking back at the mid-2000s, we, we're going to do a little music question here. Oh, boy. Which, al- which rock opera album from the mid-2000s was better, Green Day's American Idiot or My Chemical Romance's Welcome to the Oh, God. Uh, Well, you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go with Green Day simply because I actually listened to every song on that one, and I can only tell you that Welcome to the Black Parade was on that My Chemical Romance. Cody's going to be so mad at me, Kat. He's going to be so ashamed.
0: (laughs) I am too. Nope, <laughs> that is the correct answer. That is how everyone, almost everyone that comes on our podcast answers. You are correct. So that You ask
1: that one
2: singular question? It's always between those two albums?
0: Well, yes, because this whole thing basically started because, I, and also, I love My Chemical Romance, but I just think Green Day's American Idiot is better, and Kat, who is wrong, thinks Welcome to the Black Parade is better. So we've I think Kat originally put up a poll on Twitter, and then we took it to the podcast, and every time we have someone on, we ask them. And it's been, like, it hasn't been uh, unanimous, but it's been pretty close. Right, Kat?
1: Um, I don't want to talk about it.
2: Kat, <laughs> I think, I think My Chemical Romance is a little too, uh, little too, uh, punk, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. I listened to, like, Good Charlotte, I mean, it. It's not like I wasn't
1: into that genre,
2: but that's a little out of my wheelhouse.
1: So for our listeners, Allie and I have a friend, Cody Karpinski, who plays in the Federal Hockey League, who is going to be very mad that she was our first (laughs) professional athlete guest on this and went with Green Day over my chemical romance. (laughs) Sorry, Cody. (laughs) (sighs) I'm disappointed he's going to be disappointed. But Mikey's happy, so I guess that's
0: all that matters.
1: I can't please everyone. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, you did you you did the right thing. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm definitely well, gonna to like I'm gonna definitely have to buy her a jersey now. So
1: that's right. That's yes, right. Yes. Speaking of speaking of jerseys, um. Are fans still able to buy gear for the White Caps and all the other NWHL teams right now? Do you know if the stores are if the the online store is still open? It is still open. Yes. It my is mom still keeps open. buying jerseys for all of her friends. My
2: mom's <laughs> my number 1 jersey buyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I keep waiting to decide which one I'm going to get my daughter cuz she she's a big fan of wearing sports paraphernalia. She's actually a she's at school right now in flowered leggings uh sparkly dinosaur shirt and a green bay packers hoodie oh um, um, no, no yeah.
2: <laughs> you let her have a green bay packers hoodie
1: <laughs> No. i'm really, really glad we're getting an authentic meltdown on the podcast this is great um
0: oh, yes, my, no my, my, one allie are oldest. you a
1: vikings fan she is unfortunately <laughs> so uh, everybody okay. go follow allie on twitter uh at allie morse um that's correct right <laughs> Yes. Yeah, at Allie Morse. Uh, and every Sunday, you'll get to watch her get increasingly sadder over you the minutes. We have a bye week. I don't have to suffer on Sunday. I feel like you're still going to suffer anyway, though, because you're going to watch the other teams in your division win, and it's going to make you even sadder. Yeah, well, friends is a Packer fan, and
2: her husband's buddy is a Bears fan. So every Sunday, we get the uh,
1: NFC North updates on how much better they are than the Vikings it's very sad that's for in my defense I am not a Green Bay Packers fan I don't care about the Packers one of my oldest friends uh my friend Avis is her family I believe is from the Green Bay area um I think it's her I think it's her stepmom is from the Green Bay area um when she got into football she's from Houston the Houston Texans technically didn't exist yet um she she was right in that window in between the Oilers and the Texans, and so she picked her family member's team, which was the Green Bay Packers, and she's like a scary diehard fan. It's terrifying watching games with her, and so <laughs> she gets my daughter Green Bay gear like every time she outgrows it, which is frighteningly often. But so she has like a whole collection of Green Bay Packers hoodies. Um, maybe maybe in consolation, I'll get her an, an Allie Morris jersey from the I end think of the fair compromise. <laughs> People are allowed to shop that now. Um, but Allie, I know you have, a I know you have some stuff going on later today, so we will let you go. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I hope you have a wonderful season when it eventually starts, um, and please keep taking wonderful pictures and TikToks and line dances in goalie gear for, for all of our followers to. Oh, don't worry. We're already online. we're
2: plotting our Halloween post Don't worry. <gasps>
1: Can you tell yeah. us when it'll drop? Will it be on Halloween itself?
2: Um, it will probably be the practice before Halloween. So a week from tomorrow, I would guess.
1: Ooh. So, so everybody keep an eye out for that because their, their social media engagement is it's truly, it's, it's some of the funnest stuff. out we there. We made our,
2: our fellow Canadian love be uh uncle Sam last year.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. That was good. That was really good. Um, but yeah, Ali, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Okay. Yes. Thank you for
2: having me, guys.
0: Uh, you're our first pro athlete to ever come on. So thank you a lot. Uh,
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. it's it's It only goes up from here for you now. So <laughs> all right. Take it easy. All
2: right. Bye.